Welcome, those of you that like sports. This is What's Up Doc, episode 21. And the U.S. lost in the World Cup, and I'm sad, and we're going to talk more World Cup. But, uh, you know, I want to know how you guys are feeling. Let's start with you, Dan. How are you feeling? I am doing so good. The Premier League has started. It's one of my favorite uh, sports times of the year. Just wake up, you turn on a little bit of British football, just oh, the, the side of the pitch. Just a beautiful thing. Football's right around the corner. It's great. I love, I love life. Yeah, it is nice on a Saturday morning if you wake up early, turn on a soccer game, watch it. Hopefully, well, also, maybe like, your team's on. My only streaming service is Peacock, so I'm guaranteed to True. see at least one soccer game. Sometimes Manchester United is playing, which is even better. But yeah, no, it's a great watch. Excited to talk about there it, too. Go. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get into that uh, in this episode. We're going to pick JM's favorite team, which is going to be exciting. Uh, but John Mike, how are you feeling? Uh, good. Do you smell it? Do you smell the aroma? of american (laughs) football it is right around the corner pre-season has started and i am so excited i'm getting ready for my fantasy football draft so i've been studying up uh and i cannot wait it the countdown is on yeah you know as someone that has a a team that is going to be good this year you know our starters don't play in the preseason games so they're not as exciting to watch uh I know if, you were pretty excited because if Tua your, wasn't your a stained glass playing. window, they'd let him play. But come on, <laughs> I mean, we'll true. see. That you know, I will not speak to his injury history because, again, I do not predict injuries. <laughs> um, yeah, but I will denying, say that for the rest of my but of my denying is not going to make it go away. Oh, it. I mean, who knows? It goes away. It went away with Drew Brees. It's going to go away with Tua, and I believe that. Okay, but you comparing Tua to Drew Brees makes me nauseous. <laughs> I mean, that's the comp. The comp for Tua is Drew Brees, and okay. he's just as accurate as Drew Brees. Drew Brees won a Super Bowl. Tua never will. Yeah, Tua will. Okay, well, you know what? This is the year. You'll see, and you will rue the day because there's something going on in South Beach. But uh, <laughs> uh, let's just go ahead and, and get into it. All right. Let's get into it. John Mike, I'm going to start with you. Uh, you would like to talk some golf, some FedEx Cup, I believe. I'm yeah. not really following it, but I'm going to just throw it to you. Tell us about what's going on in the golf world. That's okay. FedEx Cup playoffs are going on. This is uh, the first week they're playing in Memphis. And uh, really, they narrow down the field. So throughout the whole, if you're not familiar, throughout the whole PGA Tour season, These uh, professionals are racking up points based on wins and finishes, and basically the top 70 get thrown into the FedEx Cup tournament. So there's three weekends. The next three weekends, this week and two more, uh, they're playing in these tournaments. So the best of the best from the year are playing. Uh, It's 70 now. It'll get cut down to 50 after this week. And then uh, after next week, it'll get cut down to 30 Uh, for the PGA Tour, the FedEx Cup Championship. And so um, it's all based on points and ranking until that last week uh, where uh, really whoever wins the tournament wins the championship. But uh, you're still incentivized to win these tournaments because you get a ton of points. And those that have the most points going into the the final tournament get like an advantage... Uh, they start the tournament like 10 under par and mm-hmm. then nine under par and eight under par uh, based on the second, third, fourth, whatever. and kind of works its way down. So uh, it's an exciting time. Uh, John Rom, Scotty Scheffler, Rory McIlroy are, uh, are the top three 
heading into the week. Um, and Rory and Scotty are playing okay, but really Lucas Glover has been on a heater, so he's leading the tournament now. Uh, Jordan Spieth is in it um, this weekend. So we'll see what what goes on, but uh, I'll just keep you guys informed over the next couple of weeks. And uh, for those of you listeners interested in golf, it's something interesting that you guys can pay attention to. It's a lot of fun to watch, um, especially when the best are competing against each other. For sure. Is this the last like PGA because they merge? Is this like the last PGA thing? Uh, I don't know? know. I don't know what all that looks like yet. So um, I don't know. It could look a lot different next year. Um, they came out with a 2024 tour schedule already. Um, so all those tournaments are going to be very similar, very, but whether or not they have the live guys merge back in and what that exactly looks like, we don't really know. Um, so yeah, as the PGA tour is right now, um, how it looks right now and how it's looked this year, this is the, probably the last time that we get a glimpse of that. Gotcha. Cool. Dan, anything you want to add? No, I, yeah, I mean, we could debate for a while, honestly, if, if we like this setup of the FedEx cup, like the, the format of it has changed so many times and is always up for debate. I really like how they have it. I mean, it sucks. Cause like if you're in first, you know, after all year, you should be rewarded, right? Like you have a 10 shot lead over the guys in last, but I, it would be really cool if they just reset everything and it was another tournament and the winner took home 10 million, like that'd be electric. Um, but you know that you have to reward the guy that's played like the best throughout the entire year. So, um, but man, um, Lucas Glover, what a great story. Like has really struggled off the course. He's had a lot of like personal stuff come up like 10 years ago was a really, really good golfer kind of went ghost was nowhere to be found and won his first tournament in what like eight years or something like that john mike i don't remember how long it had been um was a really emotional scene with his kids there believe he got divorced recently so just a lot going on for him really cool to see him playing good golf um but yeah no i mean this is a great time for golf i didn't even think about what it would look like next year when the tours merge you know what that looks like i would imagine they'd still keep the name fedex cup unless fedex backs out maybe it's for even more money Um, who knows, but man, I love like that last tournament is always just so much fun. There's so much, you know, I guess now like before it was points based. So it was a little bit different in terms of like the buildup. Um, like one guy could easily be, you know, unless he blew up, he, he, uh, you know, would still win the 10 million. Um, so this, this has a little bit more of excitement. Um, just always fun. And then the Ryder cups right around the corner too. So we'll have a lot of good golf to talk about for the next couple months. For sure. Cool. Cool. Well, is that all we have, I guess, for the FedEx Cup, just to keep an eye on it until it... That's all we have. That's cool. all we have. We'll you don't want to make listening. any picks, John Mike, on the who you think, as of right now, will win the FedEx Cup? Dibs no. on Rory. That's my guy. You guys... Rory Rory won it last year. You guys know Scotty Scheffler fell apart last year. He had it in the bag. Yeah, that was a bummer. So I'm, I'm pulling for Scotty, but I don't know. I don't know what it's going to turn out to be. We'll see. No, no predictions as of now. Yeah, too early okay. to tell. Okay, cool. Well, then uh, I'll kind of jump in because I would like to talk World Cup and the disappointment of the U.S. women losing uh, to Sweden in penalties. Uh, <sighs> you know, as someone that got up and watched the game, you know, it was sad that they did not score um, in the game. <laughs> they definitely had plenty of opportunities. That's also the best the team looked, if I'm being honest. And, you know, it's yeah. just kind of sad because the, if that team – had shown up to play the Dutch and to play Portugal, they wouldn't have been in the position they were in. 
Uh, and so it's just kind of sad, you know, and then, you know, to put icing on the cake, Megan Rapinoe steps to the line, has a chance to seal it. Um, you know, someone with a lot of personality, didn't really play a lot, came off the bench, never looked great, never looked in, in really good form. Um, you know, got subbed on late in that Sweden game for Alex Morgan. Uh, to miss that that PK uh, was just kind of like writing the end of the story, I feel like, for this for the team. Like, you know, they came in super cocky. You guys talked about it. Um, they never really lived up to that potential. Uh, and then, like, the person that I feel like has been the face of the women's team uh, is the one that kind of ends the season. I know there were other people that kicked after her. Um, like, so uh, I think it's Sophia something. Yeah, yeah. Sophia Smith, I think. Uh, was the one that kicked fifth and missed also. Um, but it was sad. Uh, but with that, you know, there's only four teams left in the World Cup. It's Spain versus Sweden and Australia versus England. Uh, four teams that all had different routes to get there. Australia won uh, today, Saturday. So they won today against France in penalty kicks. You want to talk about a roller coaster of emotion. Watch, go back, watch that PK. Uh, you know, it's it's pretty crazy. Uh, England beats Colombia in full time. Sweden beats Japan, which you know, it was a, definitely a shock. I thought Japan was one of the best-looking teams, mm-hmm. so for Sweden to come out and beat them, it was definitely a good win. And then Spain, who did lose to Japan, but in all their other games, looked dominant. Um, you know, if I – I'll kind of – I'll bring it to you, Dan, because I know you've been watching too, but if I had to pick a favorite, it's probably Spain. I think they've looked the best of these four teams. But if I personally was picking a team, I would pick Australia because they're a host team. They're the first time – I think I saw – the first host nation since 2003, I think when we hosted to make it to a semifinal. Um, and so it's just something cool to see when like a host nation can win a world cup, you know, just the, the pure joy and satisfaction from the fans and the players to be able to do that in front of their, their own people is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, any thoughts on, on world cup, Dan? Well, John Michael predicted it, like said that we were cocky, of all of the people that miss a PK, Megan Rapino, like very outspoken, very boisterous. And I mean, hats off. Like she's had an amazing career. It sucks that it ended the way that it has um, for a lot of the, you know, the girls that we've seen, like kind of come up through the program. Um, it's a bummer, but, you know, it was coming. Goliath always falls eventually. Um, but no, I totally agree. I would love to see Australia win. That would be awesome. Um, and, you know, for a, a tournament of this magnitude that's had a hard time filling seats, they're going to have no issue filling a game where the host country is, you know, playing for a chance at, at the cup, really. Um, what an awesome opportunity for them. Spain has looked really good. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm rooting for Australia as well. That'd be my pick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, these games have been great. Uh, a lot of them, you know, when you start getting these, these higher level teams playing each other, you get a lot of really good matches. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of them, you know, they do come, they do go zero zero, go to extra time zero zero, go to PKs, and that's honestly, you know, whether you like it or not, it's almost like John Mike, you might appreciate this to compare it to like an overtime. It kind of feels like the college football twenty yard line rule, uh, where or even like the college football two point rule, where like all you do is go for two point conversions all the mm-hmm. time, and it's just who's gonna who's gonna miss um, first. And so, you know, I, I really love games that go to extra time and then go to penalty kicks. We The Men's World Cup final went to penalty kicks, and so I'm kind of hoping the same thing happens. You know, I may not necessarily get up and watch the final because I think it's at, like, 4 a.m. Eastern, um, but I would definitely look up the highlights or, you know, when I wake up to go teach, uh, if it's 7 a.m. and PKs are on, maybe I'll turn it on for a few minutes and see what happens. But uh, definitely been interesting. Uh, 
but yeah, John Mike, anything to add? I know you were you were uh, you were very not aggressive, I'd say, just you know had a harsher take on our U.S. women's team. So, I mean, I'm not gonna. If you're looking for me to rub in your faces that we lost as Americans, <laughs> I am not gonna do that. Uh, I am not going to do that because I too am an American, um, but I'm not very sad that we lost. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the How future's bright, right? That is very patriotic, but well, I, the future's I don't, bright. I, don't, I didn't really like, um, you know, we don't have to get into it on this podcast, but okay. the listeners <laughs> will know what, uh, what Zip I'm it. Zip it, bud. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's not, let's not bring that into here, but uh you know it's a young team you know that all all the people from the previous two uh teams are probably not going to be on our next you know world cup qualifying or our world cup team and the young players do look good you know i don't expect us to take like a crazy downturn um and i expect like the next world cup will be in it um so yeah with that we get into probably my favorite part of this podcast probably dan's favorite part john michael will probably like it too we're going to talk english premier league Uh, And I'm just going to pass it over to you, Dan. So for those of our listeners that don't know about the Premier League, it's the top league, soccer league, football league with a U in England. Um, There's 20 teams every year. I really love the setup of of the Premier League. Um, 20 teams. Um, Obviously, there's only one team that wins, but there's a lot at stake within um, the 20 teams standing. So the bottom three teams each year get relegated um, to the English championship league, I think is what it's called. Um, so there's a lot at stake. You know, we've seen a team, Nick and I were talking before we started recording, uh, Leicester city. I don't I know. I'm saying that wrong. They won the premier yeah. league. They were like a huge underdog story. They were 151 to 152 one to win it all. They did, um, like an all time David, you know, versus Goliath story. Um, one of the, you know, in terms of all of the premier league, one of the, like, rosters with the least amount of money involved it was yeah. crazy but they got relegated last year they finished in the bottom they're gone and they just won right so um there's a lot at stake the top four teams um from the previous year get a chance to play in the uefa champions league which is like the top teams and all of soccer play in this big tournament to see who's crowned the champion you have to finish in the top okay. four what okay so if three teams get relegated bumped down then who comes up the three top from the from the yeah, the so the league, so the number one team, it, it's really cool how they do it. The number one team gets an automatic bid, and then there's a tournament. Um, yeah. And I, I I don't know exactly how they seed it, um, but like a team like Wrexham, who everyone should know um, as um, you know being, gosh, remind me of the actors. I I totally spaced on who has stake in them. It's uh, Ryan Reynolds, right? Ryan, and Ryan um, Reynolds. And then that other guy. Anyways, everyone knows what I'm talking about because it's been all over ESPN. Um, But they're, I think, a league below the the English one league. Anyway, so but like a team like that, one of the smaller market teams has a chance to play. Now, they're never it's like, oh, cool. You know, we're playing against teams like Manchester United and Chelsea and Manchester City. They don't ever expect to really go far. But I mean, it's a great opportunity. And we see like really like teams with a lot of history get bumped down and then they have to fight their way back in. John Michael, you have another question. Yes. So if a team gets in and they never go back to the bottom three, then they're just part of the English Premier League. Premier yeah. League. As long as they, as long as they don't finish in the bottom three, they get to stay. Uh, it's really hard for them to do that. It is no. So, so this year, uh, Burnley, 
Um, Sheffield United have both been in the Premier League before, but a team called Lutron Town, never heard of them, have no idea where they're at. They mm-hmm. qualified, so they're playing against teams like Manchester City, like teams like Manchester United, you know, really like you know, juggernauts. Um, And it's really cool for them because they, not only do they play them on the road, they host a game, which is really good for the town. Um, You know, this is all of England, like the nice parts and the not so nice parts. So it's a really cool (laughs) setup. Um, But with all that being said, before we choose John Michael's team, I want to do a quick recap, um, kind of a look ahead as to the teams that actually have a chance. Like there's 20 teams. Usually there's a couple of cool storylines, um, but there's you know only a few teams that I think have a chance to win, and we can't start this conversation without talking about Manchester City. Nick, you can jump in whenever you want, um, but Manchester City, we said this in an earlier episode, one of our first ones, they completed the treble, which means they won the FA Cup, I believe. They won. Mm-hmm. They were top of the Premier League, and they won the UEFA Champions League, um, which are like their three biggest tournaments of the year. They won them all. I got this guy. Holland, who is probably the next Messi, the next Ronaldo. He's young. He led the Premier League in goals last year. He scored two in their opener um, yesterday. Um, He's an absolute freak. Um, They haven't really lost a whole lot either. They've added some talent. Um, It's going to be really hard to dethrone them. They're easily the runaway favorites in my personal opinion, which sucks because I'm a Manchester United fan, but they also have a chance to do what hasn't been done. They've won the Premier League the last three years. They would be the first in a long time to win four in a row, um, top of the league. So that's what's at stake for them. Nick, anything to add? Yeah, I mean, look, barring any crazy injury, they they are definitely like the team to beat uh, in the English Premier League, you know. And I know we talked about, you, John, like you mentioned when we did this, like you want a blue-collar team. Uh, and really they all are. You know, they all have, you know, their own academies and they raise up players um, and they loan out players to other teams and all this An kind of stuff. academy does not sound like a blue-collar team. That sounds like a prep school. They're not. They're no, not blue, it's like – yeah, some okay, but what I mean is like they raise up their own players. Some of these organizations do, or some mm-hmm. come from their local town and play for their local team. Um, but like certain teams, like Man City, really get the money to sign, you know, like whatever player they want. And you know, there's no cap in 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 football, um, and so you know they can sign a Holland for you know a crazy amount of money. And then also go sign one of the best goalkeepers and one of the best defensemen. And so, you know, there are certain teams like that that go and spend more. Um, but then there, are, you know, again, are teams like Leicester, where a couple of years ago, you know, no one really knew who they were. No one expected them to finish well. And then you kind of follow them and it's like, oh, my gosh, they're in first place after half the season. How are they doing this? And so those are the kind of stories that I really enjoy. You know, I don't think that'll happen this year. And again, Man City just kind of looks crazy um and unfortunately the type the first tiebreaker is always goal differential so even if you are one of those teams that's like close to man city you normally don't have the goal differential that they do um so you really have to like just flat out beat them in points and that's not always the easiest thing to do question Um, yes so man city is like the favorite yeah okay so is manchester city and manchester united both in the same city is that like the new york jets and the new york giants yep yes so is there like an intense rivalry between those? Oh teams? yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Interesting. They call it the Manchester Derby, and it's one of the, it's one of the more interesting. As a United fan, I've come to really enjoy watching watching the Derby. It's a, uh, it's always fascinating, 
And it's funny, yeah. bro. I used to say pr- Premier League, and then I realized one day I was like, oh my gosh, that's just saying Premier in a British accent. Like yeah. playing FIFA <laughs> for so long. Like I don't even know if it's Derby or if it's Derby. I don't know. But this is it's- me and American <laughs> talking about English soccer. So we're yeah, all learning. Um, what does London represent? London? Uh, well, Manchester is in London. So there's a couple of yeah. like boroughs in London. It's basically like if you had Brooklyn and Queens and like all like if, if they all had a like a football team and then they all played yeah. in New York. Like that's basically what we're talking about. Like different towns. Um, okay. it, it's okay. more than just cities. It's yeah. So that's why it, it can get really like in terms of rivalries, like if you're from the wrong part of town, like it's, you know, <laughs> it's quite, it's quite interesting for sure. Um, yeah. We'll pivot. We'll talk about another team. They finished second last year, Arsenal. Um, now Arsenal might be a little bit more blue collar for you, John Michael. And they were for most of last year leading the premier league. Um, now just to, it's funny that you brought up gold differential, Nick. Um, they only had four less or yeah wait five less points total they finished with 84 manchester city finished with 89 but they mm-hmm. scored their goal differential was like 20 goals less um yeah exactly <laughs> which is which is interesting but arsenal i mean they played really well last year they had a couple of key losses um but they gained a couple of of really big names declan rice who plays played for west ham who's also in the premier league they signed him for a massive contract um he really kind of shores up their defensive side of the midfield they also signed kai havertz from chelsea we'll talk about chelsea in a little bit chelsea basically it was like a dumpster or a a fire sale whatever you want to call it black friday all of their players from last year pretty much playing for different teams um so they bring in a couple of big players i would be interested to see if they can live up to the expectation again because last year they were kind of the darlings like peaking at the right time um, type of team and then just kind of faded late now with more expectation behind them they finished second last year i don't know Um, and the other thing to think about too for these top teams like throughout the regular season if you want to call it for us you know football fans of you know american football like they're going and playing these tournament matches all throughout the year so like arsenal is going to have to play a Champions League game against a really good team where some of these other teams aren't going to have to, you know, like a lot of times they'll adjust their rosters based off of like where they're playing or who they're playing or it, like what the setting is. And Arsenal's going to have a bunch of really important games all year. So I don't think they finish in the top four personally, um, but it'll be interesting um, to see what happens. Nick, do you have any thoughts on Arsenal? Yeah. I mean, so look, like, like you said, and that's part of the reason, you know, the runs that like, Again, I'll, I'll refer to them because that was really the, the year that I really got into the Premier League. Was like when Leicester did it; they weren't in any of the tournaments that you know right. Man City and these other teams are. And so, really, like every you're only playing one game a week, maybe two, depending on when your second game is. But usually, one game a week, uh, and you're able to put out your best your best team uh, for each for each match. Uh, when you're playing in these tournaments, you know you have a midweek game, and then you have your seasonal game. Uh, and so sometimes, you know, to keep players fit and to not risk injury, you know, they'll either play for only a portion of that regular season game, uh, or, you know, they'll, they'll completely miss it because, the, because of the league game, like the champions or champions cup or the cup game that they have during the week. Uh, and so, you know, I just don't know if Arsenal is deep enough to where like, you know, you start to pick and play with some of the positions if they're able to kind of, um, hold on and kind of do what they did last year. I guess we'll see, you know, as it gets started. Um, or, you know, 
sometimes they'll get an early, you know, you can get an early loss in an FA cup to a random nobody team. And, you know, it ends up being beneficial to you because For then sure. yeah. you don't have that match anymore. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, looking at some of the teams, I, you know, I think they'll be around the top of the league for sure. But, you know, there's only four spots. And I think, you know, Man City, Brighton, who we haven't talked about yet, yeah, are all are going to be good teams. And so for sure, know, then, then you get in the teams where you're not sure what's going to happen. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's going to be hard to go into each of these teams is what I realized. So just some more favorites about uh, for top four. Liverpool is one of those names that probably if you don't know soccer very well, you probably heard of Liverpool. They're usually pretty yeah. good. They won the Premier League. The year before Man City went on their run, um, very good squad. The the issue is they're they're very talented from an individual player perspective, but in terms of cohesiveness, that's always kind of been the knock. Um, yeah. And you know they've got some big contracts. Salah is starting to get a little bit older, so we'll see. Um, but that's a team to look out for. Now my team, I'm going to talk a little bit about Manchester United. There's always they're like how do I put this, John Michael? They're they're like like the Chicago Bears of the Premier League, where there's a lot of history. Um, they've been really good in the past and have really struggled as of late to have a competent manager, a competent coach. And they always go and sign, like they signed Ronaldo a couple of years ago. And it was like, oh my gosh, Manchester United's back. They got Ronaldo. And then it was a dumpster fire. And like they've done yeah. this with players near the end of their career. This year, it's interesting. They just signed... Um, a 20-year-old Rasmus Hodgland um, from Atalanta. He played in Serie A in Italy. Um, really young mm -hmm. striker, not proven, if we're being honest. I think he only played like 10 games. Um, and they're touting him as like their striker. You know, the striker's your goal scorer. He plays at the top. Um, Manchester United tried to find a couple of guys last year, and it was terrible. They ended up pulling um, – uh, who did they pull? Um all right, whatever. I'm going to look like such a fake fan. <laughs> I can't um, but they um, – oh, this is going to bother me. Anyways, they, they basically had to adjust their entire roster um, to find someone to play up top because the guys that they signed were so bad. Marcus Rashford, geez. Uh, Marcus Rashford yeah, usually okay. plays left wing and they had him play striker. And he played really well, but like that's not his position. That's like taking you know a right wing in, in hockey and forcing him to play center. Like it's not where he – like they just couldn't find that guy. So no, he's comfortable for sure. Yeah, we'll see what happens. They also lost David De Gea who's been their goalkeeper for a really long time. Um, he's mm -hmm. retiring, some would say, unless he goes and plays in Saudi Arabia, which he might. Who knows? Um, for millions and millions Some of pounds. Some good money out there. I mean. Yeah, seriously. Well, I mean, he's a big name. Like, he, he hasn't yeah. signed with anyone, so we'll see. But they signed another goalkeeper. We'll see what happens. Um, now, Manchester United, like, for as, as bad as it was for a little stretch, they finished in fourth. Like, they're in the Champions League, um, which is crazy because for so long they were in the middle of the pack, kind of went on a run. They kind of found lightning in a bottle and ran with it. Um, so I'll be really interested to see, as a fan, obviously, I'm picking them to make top four again. I would love to see them. Like, it would be really cool to see them in, in Manchester City kind of going at it down the stretch, but I don't know if that'll happen. Um, another team that has a lot of hype is Newcastle. Um, Newcastle has the funding of the Saudis. They had some new ownership. They are willing to pay. They brought in a lot of big contracts. Um and it'll be really interesting to see if those big contracts pay off. They won their first game like four to one, which is cool. Um, I want to now pick a sleeper and I want to pick who I think is going to be a huge bust. Um, sleeper for me is, is Brighton. Um, you brought it up earlier, Nick. Brighton was like the darling of the Premier League last year. A really small market team. 
um, a bunch of guys with really low contracts last year that played really, really well on the road and at home. Um, they finished in sixth, which, you know, the top four spots get into the UEFA Champions League. Um, spots five and six play in the Europa League, which is like one step down, but still really good competition. And Brighton made it for the first time in their club's history, which was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. I would love to see them go on another run. It'll be interesting because a lot of their big guys or the guys that overperformed last year are now playing for different clubs, but they still have the core. They've got Solly March. Um, they have a really cool, um, I think he plays left wing, Matoma who's a freak. He's, I think he's from Japan. Um, what an amazing, he reminds me almost of like a, of a Japanese Messi. Um, just the way that he carries the ball through the attacking half. Um, really good passer is not, you know, he's not like a Ronaldo where he's going to shoot the ball every chance he gets. He's willing to distribute. And there was talks that a team like Manchester city was going to try to sign him and it hasn't happened so far. So if he stays, I think they could be sneaky, but I think the big story really today, even um, Tottenham, who's another huge club, um, Harry Kane, captain of the English, uh, you know, national team playing in England was just, I don't know if it's traded. He basically signed a, 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 a deal, a contract with, um, the Bundesliga with, uh, I, I think it was Bayern Munich, right? I'm, if I'm not mistaken, uh, um, I, here, let me, t- let me check. I'm almost positive it was Bayern Munich, but either way he's playing in Germany. Um, Tottenham has been so close for so long and literally like this is like if there was a a rival this is like Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady like near the end of their career like not getting signed for more money to stay and play in the States and he goes and signs in like the CFL like that's (laughs) how serious this is and I mean what a what a bummer like Harry Kane's not even like past his prime he's probably he's near the end of his career but man it must suck to be a tottenham hotspur fan and i hate tottenham hotspur fans so i don't really care but man um that was wild i'm sure you might have a little bit there nick i mean what do you think of that yeah i mean yeah you know again it's one of those things where uh i believe the the english national team even has something where like if you don't play for the epl they're less likely to to put you on their national team or maybe they don't I don't really remember. There's limited spots. I think they give to non English memory players. Um, and so, you know, I just wonder if Harry Kane was tired of feeling a little underappreciated. Bayern Munich, you know, is another one of those teams where in the, in the German league, uh, you know, had a lot of success recent or, you know, had a lot of success, but I think the past couple of years hasn't won uh, the Bundesliga, if I'm correct. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know for sure, but I don't think they have. And so, you know, they're another team that's willing to spend, they've got deep pockets. And so, you know, when a guy like Harry Kane comes up and they can get a good striker, they'll go ahead and do it. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of, it is kind of crazy to think that like no one in the premier league wanted to, to pay him that much. Um, but you know, good for him to, to know what he's worth and to not settle for something less, um, especially towards the end of his career where, you know, he's been successful and been a proven striker. So, Yeah. All right, now we're going to get to my favorite part of the episode, whereas we choose John Mike's fandom. And we know John Mike loves his teams. So here's what we're going to do, John Michael. I'm going to spin a wheel. I have a wheel um, on my phone. It's got all 20 teams in the Premier League. I will show it here. I'm going to tap it, and I'm going to spin it. And whatever team, we're going to give him three. We're going to do three spins, and he'll get to choose his team from those three. John Mike, I'll tell you where this team is from how long they've been in the premier league, like most seasons playing um, and their highest position. And you can ask 
I'll tell, I'll rate, I'll, I'll rank on a scale of one to 10, how blue collar they are since you're from a blue collar area of the world. And that's really what you care about. Does that sound fair? <laughs> that's perfect. I'll write down the teams for you, Dan. All right. First Spinning. Spin, let's see. Let's see. If it's Manchester city, I'm going to be. That's who we would pick. Oh, sure. perfect. Tottenham. Would... Number one. Tottenham. All right. It takes a while to spin. Aston Villa. Austin Villa. Okay. They got fun colors. Yeah, they're fun. And then last spin. Oh, 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 you were almost a Manchester United fan. That's a bummer. Liverpool is the last team. Liverpool. All right. All right. So you got some choices here, John Michael. You can be you can be competitive here. So let's see. What was the first one again? Well, the first one was Tottenham. Perfect. Okay. So, so yeah, Tottenham's got a lot of history. I don't even know where Tottenham's from. Hold on. Tottenham Hotspur. They're from London. Look at that. Yeah. Um, they have, they've never been relegated. That's interesting. Um, let me see. Their highest position is second. So they've never won the premier league. Um, and yeah, they're, I'd say they're pretty blue collar. I mean, they're not like a, like a darling team, but their fans are very loyal and they're annoying. Maybe you'd make a great Tottenham Hotspur fan. <laughs> oh, maybe. Uh, the next one was Aston Villa. Now, to be to for so that you know what you're picking, Aston Villa did lose five to one today against Newcastle. Yeah, so but they're at the bottom of the table. Ah, that's but okay. Newcastle is going to be good this year. So I'm just saying. I'm just I'm just trying to give him all the information he has. Yes, they've only been relegated once. Um, their highest finish is second. It's been a long time since they've been really, really good, though. Their current spell, so they've been in 24 consecutive years, I believe. Um, could be wrong there. They're from uh, Birmingham, Birmingham, England. There you go. And the last one's Liverpool. Last one's Liverpool. So Liverpool, of all of these teams, is probably your best bet to be competitive. Um, they have won um, the Premier League before. Um, they've never been relegated. Um, and I believe... I think Liverpool's pretty close. I really should have like had a map pulled up and everything. Um, but on, and, and I, okay. I will say Liverpool is very blue collar. Um, I don't know if you know the, the, the MMA fighter, Patty Pimblet, Patty, the baddie. Does that name ring a bell at all? John Michael, he's like no, a really polarizing um, MMA fighter, but he's a Liverpool fan. Um, and they are like psychos. So Liverpool is th- pretty close to Manchester too. Just so you know. Yeah, no, we we would have some fun some fun debates if you want to go all in on Liverpool. So, hmm, what are the team colors of Tottenham and Liverpool? Okay, Tottenham is like a navy blue and white. Okay. Liverpool is a like They're red, red, green. It's like a dark red though. Yeah, dark red. I believe they do green and then white also. Hmm. If you want a team with fun colors, Aston Villa is the one to go with. They got like a light blue. They have a burgundy, but the light blue looks really nice. And yellow, colors. right? Uh, yeah, actually, I think yellow. Ooh, yellow. Yeah. See, that's what I was looking for, yellow. Uh, like, <laughs> like, like you could go with, yeah, they have a light blue and yellow. Um, I think their off-color jersey is like a, a burgundy, unless I'm thinking of the wrong team. But Nick, who's your team? My team in yeah. the EPL is uh, – it's either – I, okay, Arsenal I loved as a kid, and then I kind of became a Chelsea fan, but I I 
that was more for Christian Pulisic. So I'm really going Liverpool to like are bitter rivals with Chelsea. If you would like to go that route. That's yes. Liverpool <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> Let me see if they have Great. someone named John or Michael. Me and JM are rivals again. They're blue collar, right? That's what yes, I care they about. They are blue collar. Yes, yeah. Liverpool is a good. Now, if you're from England and you don't think Liverpool is blue collar, you can correct us, but that's, yes. I think that's a good choice. I don't choice. know if we have any English listeners, but if we do, or one day we do, and you listen to this episode. I'm so sorry stop. for just absolutely making a travesty of your favorite sport, but I did my best. We, we probably, you know, Dan, we appreciate what you did. Um, we have John Michael's favorite team, and I think that's going to bring us to the end of this episode. So with that, go ahead and say bye, guys. Later. Bye. Bye. Bye.